Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We continue our examination in the book of Jude, a little short 25-verse book. It is just packed with so much. As I said at the beginning, particularly where we are now in, in the book, each one of these verses, you could go back and check the cross-references in the Old Testament, what is being referred to, what Jude is using as an example, and you will find that the accounts and the stories are often many chapters long. And uh, we would do well to do that. I started to do it uh, within the context of what we're doing right now, but it, it, I think we'd get lost in the midst of the forest. Okay, So we may go back and check some of those stories out. But anyway, we have seen to this point in time that Jude says, you know, I wanted to write to you about our common faith, okay, about what we have experienced as life believers, a common salvation. But there are certain people that have crept in, so I thought I needed to write to you to really encourage you to contend earnestly for the faith. And he said these folks are ungodly, they've crept in, and they're seeking to destroy you, and they're seeking to destroy you in a couple of ways. They turn to grace of God into licentiousness, and they deny that Jesus Christ is the only master and the only Lord. And then Jude starts giving some examples. He says that uh, you know when God brought his people out of Egypt, he destroyed those who did not believe. So the idea being he's going to destroy these folks in the same way with the angels that did not stay in their proper abode or their proper domain. Uh, he's kept them in eternal bonds until the great day of judgment comes. Same thing with Sodom and Gomorrah uh, when they went after the gross flesh, the strange flesh, gross immorality. That they were an example of this punishment. And he says what these men do, they defile the flesh, they reject authority, and they revile angelic majesties. And then Jude gave an example. He said, even Michael the archangel did not revile an angelic majesty. He knew the proper role. Michael the archangel, when he was disputing with Dave, uh, the devil over the body of Moses, he didn't bring forth a railing judgment against him. He said, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. Then in verse 10, he says this, But these men revile the things which they do not understand. You know, and, and they the things that they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals, by these they are destroyed. So he's showing the pattern of how they're acting and behaving. Now we're going to look at one verse right here real quick today, and it's verse 11 of Jude. And he says this, Woe to them. You always pay attention to the Scripture when you get a woe to them, right? <clears throat> Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam, and they have perished in the rebellion of Korah. Well, there's three examples that are given right here that are three different things that we see out of the Old Testament, out of the Scripture. And he's saying that they are making the same mistakes as these people made. And I tell you, it would be well, well, well worth your time to go and check these things out. They have gone the way of Cain. Well, what is the way of Cain? C-A-I-N. Most of us will be familiar with the Cain and Abel story, that Cain killed his brother Abel. So does that mean that these folks right here are killing people? Well, no, not necessarily, because what was the way of Cain? What was it that brought him to the point where he was so mad and so angry that he felt like he was going to kill his brother, and he did? The way of Cain is this, that they seek to worship God. They seek to approach God in the way they want to rather than in the way that God has prescribed. That's what happened with Cain and Abel. 
apparently the Lord had told them to bring forth an offering. They both did. The Lord accepted Abel's, but he did not accept Cain's. And Cain was furious with it over in Genesis 4, I believe. God is talking with him. And he says, why is your countenance down like that? Don't you know if you will do what is right, your countenance will be lifted up? But know this, that sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you. So the idea being, if you don't do what's right, sin is right there and it's going to have its day. That's what happened. And so Judah's telling us that these men have gone the way of Cain. They're seeking to approach God in the way that they want to. These men also, for pay, they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam. Well, what's the error of Balaam? Balaam is one of the more interesting and intriguing and uh, enigmatic stories within all of Scripture. You do well to read it. It's three, four chapters long. And uh, all sorts of interesting things happen. That's where the donkey talks to Balaam and all that. But the bottom line with this is that God had told Balaam not to go and curse his people. And Balaam said that forthright when he's approached with it. But then they came back again, the people that wanted to hire him to tempt him, and said, hey, we got more money. And, and he said, well, let me uh, reconsider this. So he goes back before God and says, God, do you want me to go? And God says, go ahead. God had already told him what to do. Okay, He had already told him what to do. And then he came back and asked him again. It's what you see in Romans 1 where God will give you over. God will give you over. He will give you over to disobedience. And so he gave him over to it and Balaam went. The short of it is Balaam wound up trying to speak forth a curse over the children of Israel. And every time a blessing came out. What was the error of Balaam? He did this for money. He did it for the money. Okay. And it says, for pay, they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam. So these men are doing the same way. They're seeking to worship God in the way they want to, not in the way that the Lord has laid out. They've rushed headlong into this thing of seeking the money. It's all about the money. <laughs> this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds a lot like the organizational church today. And then the last one. They perished in the rebellion of Korah. Now, what the rebellion of Korah is about is Korah rose up. And he was part of uh, part of the Jewish leadership with Moses. Okay, when the people were in the uh, uh, out in the wilderness, and Korah and two or three other guys rose up and basically said this to Moses and Aaron: "Well, who put you in charge?" And Moses went, "Well, uh, God, you know, which was the truth." Well, Korah was not satisfied with the leadership position that he had nor were his compatriots with him, and they rebelled against Moses. And Moses says, man, y'all don't need to do this. Moses' heart was broken up. He said, but I tell you what, y'all uh, you know, gather your little censors right there and get everything together and come tomorrow, and we'll go before the Lord, and we'll see what God has to say about this. Okay, So they did exactly that. Well, if you know the story, you know what God had to say about it. He did two things. First of all, the ground opened up and swallowed some of them, and then fire from heaven came down upon some of them. God consumed them, not only them, but their wives, their children, their family. The Lord consumed So that's what he's saying right here. Is these men that revile, that speak horrible things against stuff that they do not understand and that move and live instinctually like unreasoning animals and they don't even know that these are the things that are going to destroy them. These men are committing these same exact things. They're seeking to worship God in the way they want to rather than what the Scripture says. They're doing it for the money, and they're seeking after the power. I tell you what, folks, it's a word of warning for us today. We would do well to give heed to it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you later.